Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. I need to tell you what just happened to me today. Oh, God. Okay. I'm ready. So I work at a deli. Yeah. Like a grocery store deli. Okay. And I'm behind the counter, uh-huh. you know, doing stuff, and this old man comes up. Oh, okay. So I go, and I'm like, hey, can I get you anything? What do you What do you need? And he sets this container on the counter. Oh, God, I don't like this It's already. not one of our containers. I don't like this story already. I don't like when a stranger brings a container of something into a place. You don't even... No, I don't. You like don't even it. know where this is going. I I feel like this is going is not going a place that I'm going to enjoy. It's like the Willy Wonka boat ride. <laughs> I want to get off. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just like looking at it. He's like, oh, I didn't know who worked today. And I'm like, oh, he's like a woman. And I'm like, like that's most of us. I don't know what you want to do. And he's like, well, I brought bread pudding. Do you like bread pudding? <laughs> And I lied and said no. Okay, I do I, not. Wait, because I was never gonna eat his bread pudding. Wait, you like bread pudding? It's fine. It's a, it's a texture thing. I can't do the texture. Oh yeah, you don't like you don't like pudding as a texture. I hate it, and I don't it's like soggy it. things. Oh, yeah, bread pudding. Yeah, and egg, I'm a fan. Bread pudding and egg bake can just they can stay far away from me. Everyone else can have my share. Anyways, so this, so I'm like, uh, oh, so he was offering, for? he was offering and his, uh, his d- delightful bread pudding. Okay, this is great. I thought, yeah, I thought fecal matter. I thought urine. No. I thought blood was a possibility. I was like, you said container, but didn't describe the container at all. So I was like, is this a cup? Is this a mason jar? Is this a a Tupperware? Is this a reused uh, Daisy's uh, sour cream container, <laughs> like no, it was just a clear plastic container, like a deli container, but not one of ours. Well, anyway, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, who's this? Who's this for? And he's like, well, I guess it's for you. And I was like, Thanks. oh wow. <laughs> and I'm just you like, shouldn't have like you really like really you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my coworker Jacob have it, and I just hand it to him. I'm just like, I ain't eating this bread pudding, and he just turns around. He's about to throw it in the trash, and I'm like, wait a minute, let's leave a note just because that'd be funny. <laughs> so I just took a sharpie and wrote on the container, "Old man dropped off bread pudding." Yeah, gift. you didn't get this old. <laughs> gift question mark you didn't okay i feel like this conversation and i'm not here to hate on you because like i I would be so shocked i would probably forget too um but i feel like the conversation uh he says whatever the heck he said and you take the bread pudding and then the next the follow-up question should have been what is your name he just left. You you were not there. It was a very Maureen. confusing. Okay. Maureen. Oh my god. What? That's your adopted son time traveling. My adopted son time yeah. traveling. Some, okay. Some... To bring Who was he bringing bread pudding for? To, my boss? To you. Maureen. Like he was looking for a different lady. Exactly. He like didn't have a name. Exactly. He's not like he wasn't your wife. He forgot which one of you worked at a deli when you were in your 20s. 
And he felt so awkward he just had to leave and time travel back to the future. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, hey, somebody wanted me to br- make them some bread pudding. He was just like, here's some bread pudding. Somebody take it. And I'm like, sir, I do not know where this bread pudding has been or come from. I do not know you. I'm maybe, not touching this bread maybe pudding. Maybe he stole it. You're harboring, <laughs> from, like, you're harboring a... From a church function. It was Sunday. He could have been going to the church function and he knew, he knew, uh, Miss Anthony's bread pudding was, it's bad. So he, like, took it off the rotation and then she's like, where is it? And he's like, oh, man, weird. And he's like, I gotta get rid of this. And he just ran to the deli. First place he thought to go. Because, of course, I don't know. Here, I'll send you a picture of it quick. Oh, my God. So I know. Okay. I know that's really important. I'm going to put it in the group chat. While I look at the bread pudding, uh, I just want to tell everyone I had, we had um, Pride this weekend. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, And just everyone tell your every single friend that you have that you love them very much. Yes, please. Because it's a very good weekend. Um... I went to the, uh, Minneapolis at the Quatrefoil Library, which has a bunch of LGBT... Oh, Maureen! Oh, Jesus! She's, like, sprinting! Um, I fully embarrassed myself because I saw this and then lost my mind, um, and, like, started spouting to the nearest lesbian. I was in the lesbian interest section looking at the books. I got uh-huh. some. And then I saw this, and I nearly lost my mind. I don't believe it is the first edition. I believe it is the second edition. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, Annie on my mind. It's a copy of Annie on my mind, and it, this is the one I believe that was published in 1988. So I believe this is the second edition of Annie on my mind. And I saw it, and I was like, oh. "Have you not?" I like turned to this uh, fellow lesbian. I saw the earrings, so I knew the, the, <laughs> the earrings were the lesbian flag. I wasn't just assuming okay. people with big earrings like <laughs> left me is are right lesbian. and right is wrong. <laughs> I wasn't just, but. Uh, no, she had the she had like a rainbow lesbian, and I was like, "Do you know this book?" And she was like, "No." I was like, "It's the first uh uh YA lesbian romance ever published in the U.S. You must read it." And it's then I very it. soft. It's very good, yes. and I I'm glad it, you have two copies now. Yeah, well, of course. How could I resist? Look at them; they're so cute. This is like the, the they're so cute. They're in their 1980s fashion, and they're adorable oh. and. I saw it and I was like, of course, I have to immediately get it. Um, I also got a bunch of other books. Um, I got The Lavender Scare. I got Lesbian Haircuts. Um, the History of Lesbian Hair. I should just grab them. Um, okay. I haven't read any of these. They might not even be good because I mean, it was it's it's six for ten dollars because uh, they're basically they bring old things from their library or old lgbt books oh heck yeah um so i found those are my favorite so different daughters it's a book about mothers of lesbians yeah a history of lesbian hair and other tales of bent life in a straight world um apparently this is a signed copy i keep getting signed copy where it's the copy is like printed their signatures in there um love is an attitude alone we find solitude together we find love I just opened this up and I found a random card for the Minnesota State Horticulture Society. Oh, I found, I, I got a book and I found a receipt from France in it. Oh, this is like a, this one I have no idea who it's by. It's a like a self-printed poetry book with pictures. That's cool. Like from the 1970s. Um, wow. 
I just, I, I thought it looked cool. And then the last one is uh, one teacher in 10, second edition, LGBT educators share their stories. So, cool. Big fan of that. I haven't started reading any of them. I'm reading an entirely different book this week. We can talk about that. Um, but yeah, it was very good. It was a fun pride. Um, it was very warm. That's good. But yeah, uh, Maureen, do you want to tell me what you're reading this week? Oh, I'm not reading anything now. Womp womp. Busy. I'm mm-hmm. a busy gal. Mm-hmm. 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 I read such a bad book. Uh, I'd read another book. I'm okay. So, you know when like something's a classic, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'll ch- I'll check it out. Everyone talks about it. it. I there must be something. Ghost World isn't worth it. Ghost World, the classic comic, no. so bad. It's so bad. Literally. The comic is so bad that the dude, and it's like, it's like, he like plays it off as a joke, but it's, he puts himself in the story as like an object of desire, the, the, Uh. the comic artist for the teen girls in this comic. Like, and they're like, they're over 18, they're graduated from high school, but like, and then they like, and then like the teen girl is like, uh, they're like, what's, what's your ideal type? Uh, and she's like, well, her friend asks, what's your ideal type? And she's like, well, have you ever heard of this, like, cartoonist? And then says the author of the name of the book. And she's like, no. He's like, oh, he's like a famous cartoonist. And it's like, oh, my God. And then she like, he's like, she's like, well, what does he look like? And she's like, well, I don't know. And then she meets him at the book signing. He draws himself, like, really ugly. But it's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't make up for the fact that you did no. that. It's still gross, and I didn't like it. And there's, like, a lot of gross stuff in that book um, that I just don't have time to get into. And it's, like, the characters are supposed to be terrible. Or or maybe they're not, but they were. I didn't like them as people. If I met them, I'd be like, oh. Like, they reminded me of, like, my toxic roommate friend, you know? It was like, mm-hmm. it was like reading a book of her. And I was like, oh. Jeez, I probably would have, like, enjoyed this, like, four years ago when I was in a toxic relationship. But better news, I'm writing a better book. I, no, no, actually, entire hate, if you enjoyed Ghost World, convince me that it's worth it, um, because I don't. (laughs) Uh, I am reading 19 by Onco. Um, Okay. This is, it was a diary comic printed online um, by this uh, Korean uh, Korean person, um, but it, it, but these are the stories that really didn't make like cut of like the uh, everyday funny stuff that happens. These are like <sighs> my grandma, the sad ones. Like my mom drank a lot sometimes. Ooh. Stuff like so. I haven't. I haven't. I've only read like the first chapter, or the first collection, um, and it, it's already breaking my actual soul. But it is cool because the author has said how their style, you can see it evolve over the years. And just flipping through, you can see That's it. That's cool. And I'm excited to continue to read it. Um, All right. Ready for the book that I have been reading? <laughs> the one you've been taking notes on? Yes. Yeah, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that?
I'm looking at the bread now. <laughs> Old man brought bread pudding gift. Yeah, you couldn't have made that look more cryptic if you tried. I feel like if I if I, I get to go in at nine tomorrow. If I read that like in the company fridge, I just like shut the fridge and never open it again. Like I'm like I guess all my lunches are gonna be warm now. I don't. Well, it's in the cooler, so it's not in. It's in like our deli cooler. Yeah, I'd walk into the deli cooler and quit. <laughs> you don't want to be in the deli cooler. There's a lot of raw birds. Speaking of, a shadow falls over Stormfur and he hears the beating of wings. Oh, is it going to be an eagle? He doesn't hesitate, but launches himself over the gap as his friends scatter to the edges of the valley. Maybe the bird will help him. <laughs> It'll be like a- Just grabs him. He and runs and he and leaves. Safely. And he's like, wow, I'm your new best friend. And we have like a, a musicians of Bremen moment. We have like a stack of animals. Because he'll jump, grab his, his sibling- the bird's gonna carry him. Her, uh, she will grab Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw will grab Squirrel, Squirrel Paw, um, and then uh, we'll we'll see if anyone grabs Crowpaw. Well, he lands awkwardly and looks up in horror to see an enormous bird swooping down at him. Des- talons extended. Describe the bird. Describe it. I will. I do have a detailed description of the bird. You just gotta have a little oh, patience. I don't like mysterious birds. This could be like Stormfur. The description of the bird really makes it because it could be stupid. If I'm, if I am running away from a raven right now, I have considerable amount of fear. Like a ravens, they're smart. Don't like it. If I'm running away from a vulture, I'm just like, well, kick that little bald-headed dude. Kick him. I don't know. I've seen some really big vultures. Yeah, they're big, but they eat garbage. Also, care for the vultures. Don't All use right. Stormford. Don't use lead bullets. I Sunday morning did a whole story about how there's lead poisoning in birds from scavengers specifically. Oh. You should use like That's copper sad. copper bullets. Or, or if you kill something, if you're a hunter, don't just leave the corpse, okay? Don't just skin it. Eat it. Eat it. You gotta eat it. Eat it, coward. Yeah. Stop hunting for sport. Take the whole thing and dispose of it properly. Anyway. <laughs> Stormfur rolls away. Brambleclaw and Feathertail are streaking towards him, hissing and spitting. The bird's talons connect with the ground, and it lets out a frustrated screech. It flies back up that's, and away. That's also important. I needed to know what bird call I'm hearing. The three cats join Tawny Pelt and Squirrel Paw in the shelter of a bush. Bush, bush. What in Star Clan's name was that? Yeah, what was Stormford that? gasps. He's never seen such a big bird. Okay, is this like, are we, is it a turkey? <laughs> they can't Crowpaw fly. joins them. An eagle. He says, they see them sometimes on WindClan territory. He says that they prey on lambs, but the elders say they've taken cats before. So eagles aren't exclusively American. No, this is probably a white-tailed eagle. Yeah, because... According to the Royal Society for Protection of Birds, 
Their breeding population is mostly on the west coast of Scotland, but reintroduction programs mean you can see them just about anywhere in the British Isles. Wow. Okay, Wikipedia, thanks. <laughs> they do prey on lambs. No, this is from the Royal Society for Protection of Birds. Good for them. Oh! They... So they do prey on lambs, but usually as, like, carrion. So, like, they scavenge. And scavenging is a big part of their diet, especially in the winter. So they're not, like, taking lambs out. They're just eating them when they die. If any if any bird's hungry enough, they might go for a cat, you know? Well, yeah. Otherwise, I guess they eat mostly fish, sometimes other birds, rabbits, and hares. Oh, yeah. They could mistake those cats easily for, like, a rabbit or a hare. Yeah, that would make sense that they're in Wind Clan, too, because there's supposed to be a lot of rabbits there. Another heartbeat, and it would have taken me, Stormfur says. And he thanks Brambleclaw and Feathertail. Brambleclaw says they should rest. He scented rabbits. So when's the silly animal coming? Where's the buffalo? I was promised <laughs> a weird see. animal and Hawks. I never said anything about silly or weird. Well, I just said it was out of place. That sounds silly or weird to me. And and All right. eagles are... I expect you to be laughing. I'm going to be. Because eagles are, like, the national bird of, like, every other country, which is why the U.S. was assigned their ma- national bird. Some dude... It was, like, maybe Benjamin Franklin. Probably not. But, like, he was like, we should do the turkey because, like, everyone else has an eagle as their national bird. And I was like, no turkeys are stupid looking and you know what i think that was foresight that was 2020 vision that was being like you know what this country could use a turkey how fitting would it be if a turkey was our national bird um i'm not unpatriotic i'm realistic (laughs) well crowpaw says he'll go he doesn't need to rest coming feathertail stormfur opens his mouth to object but Feathertail is already following him. So all he says is, watch out for that eagle. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I'm actually like done with this. I'm not having a good time. No, you don't. You're not, you're not enjoying the crowpaw Feathertail? Yeah, no. I don't no. like it. I, I mean, it's, you know, ah. Uh, It's like when a very nice young lady is dating just the worst guy. Just the worst guy. And then they announce their engagement and you're like, oh my god. Oh, why? Has no one told her? Has no one told her? No one told you you could do better. Do I have to tell her? It's not that I don't think Crowpaw... Like, Crowpaw has potential, just not right now. Like, I don't see the appeal now. Like, I feel like he needs to prove himself, like, a lot more for... Like, he's... Like, maybe eventually, Kropa's like, oh, wow, cool dude. But, right? I have not seen a lot from him out of, like, two... Like, two occasions so far. Can count on my hand. On my... One hand on my fingers, I can count, like, two things he's done that were pretty cool. Like, pretty cool. Most of it... Most of it's not. It's kind of a whiny brat. Yeah, like their one main interaction was her, like that I re- recall, like she was like, "Wow, good job." And then another time, she's like, "I told them about the salt thing," and he's pouting like a little baby boy now. So yeah, I don't feather tail. I don't. I don't get it, girl. I don't see it, girl. So I mean, I guess good, 
good for you, but like, gross. He'd like, like how he is right now. I think he'd like cheat on you. <laughs> but okay, good for you. Do whatever you want. It's like when a, a friend's dating someone who's just trash garbage, and you can't really say anything because you. It's yeah. It, it's one of those situations you really just need to let it let it happen. You can't let it play out. You really can't give people advice. You really can't. All you can do is tell them what they need to hear and let them figure it out for themselves. Because even if you give people, like, step-by-step, here's what you should do, unless they want to, they're not gonna. So, yeah. Good good luck, Feathertail. Have fun with that, I guess. Tawny Pelt is soon asleep. Stormfur curls up beside her, but can't seem to rest. Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw are muttering quietly together. Stormfur finds himself straining to hear and envying their closeness. Dude, just go... He wishes... Just go sit with them. He wishes, not for the first time... Oh my god. ...that Squirrelpaw was in his clan and not Brambleclaw's. Although, like, dude, it would be, like, the easiest thing for you to switch clans. You could just say, hey, dad, can I come join ThunderClan? Hey, dads, can I come join ThunderClan? And Firestar would be like, heck yeah, boy. And honestly, like, come on. Yeah, why... In in River Clan, you got like a lot to prove. If you went over to Thunder Clan, they're used to all the sort of rabble and ra- and and garbage just right? being in their clan. <laughs> like and not only it's like oh you have more to prove, but it's also like remember like a, a couple seasons ago when these people tried to kill you. Yeah, when they were just gonna let you die. Remember, they were just gonna watch you die. Remember when they like actively literally every single person here except for Misty. Foot. Yeah, remember when they actively tried to goad an adult into murdering you and said that adult was like, I guess I'll die, and you had to watch that as a child? Yeah. So, like, maybe... Hey, why are you still in River Clan? Yeah. And also, I feel like Maybe this... you should just go to Thunder Clan. And I feel like this whole situation, like, Stormfur, you're, you're making this weird. If you just went over and was like, hey guys, how's it going? They'd, honestly, uh, Preble Call probably be like, oh, thank God, an adult. Like an adult I can talk to. They, he doesn't have to whisper fight with Squirrel Paw anymore. Because they're not like, they're not having like an intimate conversation right now. They're literally arguing about, move over an inch. No, you move. I swear to God, I should have let you fall. Like, like they're not having like a like fun. She's like, I should have left you in the ocean. Yeah, like they're not having a fun chit chat. Like they're, they're literally like, like fight flirting, which is awkward to be around. But if you went over, they'd be like, oh, hey, we'll now fight flirt with you. Both of them, probably. <laughs> like, you don't, he's, you're, you are making yourself the third wheel, when in reality, you all could be a tricycle. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's, buddy, buddy, just go for it. Or go hang out with Tawny Pell. I know she's like tired, but she's a person who's, if you just sit there in silence, she's be like, all right. You don't. She's great. Yeah. I'd, I'd sit quietly with Tawny Pell any day. Honestly. Such a good, just a, a good companion to just sit with <laughs> and, and watch for the birds that want to murder us. Well, he's also worried about his sister alone with Crowpaw, and they need to keep moving if they want to make more progress before dark. Go follow, go, go follow them and be like the over, uh, overprotective brother trope. You're, you're too nice, dude. You're too nice. And not like Nah, he got snooze. And not like in a nice guy way. It's just you're polite. <laughs> like you respect people's boundaries 
more than more than they ask you to. <laughs> Squirrel paws prodding him awake. He must have dozed off, and he smells rabbit. Snooze. She says they're back with fresh kill for everyone. Although, she adds, eyes glinting in amusement, she can eat his if he doesn't want it. Don't you dare, Stormford growls, flicking her ear with his tail as he got up. Oh my god. Eating his share, he notices Feathertail and Crowpaw sitting close while they ate and suppresses a growl. Bro! <laughs> wow! Okay. Um... Well, he thinks Feathertail should know better because of their parents. She's, they're sitting by each other. Like, I know. Like, I know. I've, I, I we've read enough of these books that I know. But, like, they're just yeah. sitting next to each other. If you really want, you could be like, uh, Kropa, we haven't practiced our fighting skills. And then you just beat them up. Yeah, you can beat them up. Yeah. Call it training. Call it training. That's what every, like, that's what Blue started. <laughs> <laughs> I want to beat up a kid. And and she did. Well, once Good for her. All... Yeah. Once they're all relaxing after their meal, he gets Feathertail away from everyone. And he tells her, listen, her and Crowpaw. What about Crowpaw? Feathertail's voice is uncharacteristically sharp. She says that he and the others are so unfair to him. And Stormfur wants to say that he's asking for trouble by arguing all the time, but holds his tongue. <laughs> and he says that's not the point. What will happen when they get back home? They're in different clans. Feathertail says they don't know if there will be clans anymore. They'll be leaving the forest. It's like a... Interesting. Shake it up. Shake it up. Anybody can be in any clan now. It's a free love. It's a free will and free loving society. But Stormford doesn't think the clans will forget boundaries so easily, and there's a flash of anger in Feathertail's eyes. Had he forgotten what Midnight had told them? The clans won't survive if they don't work together. Stormford counters that has she forgotten what happens when cats from different clans get together? Look how their father was torn between two clans. Not really. And how they nearly died I'm... because they were half clan. Yeah, that was his bad. Tigerstar would have killed them um, if they hadn't been rescued by Thunderclan. I agree with your second point. Not your first point. Yes. I don't think Graystripe was that torn up. He was torn he was torn up about his girlfriend, his mate dying. He was upset about that. Well, well, he, no, he, you know, he switched clans for a little bit. No, I know, and I know. And then... But, like, if, I, I just, th I think if, uh, his, if, if Silverstream had never died, I don't think he would have ever gone to that, to River Clan. No, I don't think so either. So, I think Silverstream's death really pushed him into the, he was trying to be a responsible yeah. dad. But in reality, his loyalty, and once the kids were old enough to take care of themselves, he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Not really. They weren't really that old. But still loves them. He does. He's so proud of them. And so, I mean, that's a way he's kind of torn. It's like, oh, if we go to war with River Clan, you know, like, oh, do I have to fight my kids? No, it would never happen. It, it'd be so. Oh, right. Like, I mean, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why they're always like, what if I have to fight my friend when we haven't seen multiple times where that just doesn't happen? 
Well, Feathertail argues that Tiger Star is gone now, and there will never be another cat like that in the forest. And we pan to uh, whatever is happening with uh, uh, that one guy, the hot sibling dude. The hot sibling? Uh, hot Frost? Yeah, Hot Frost. Hottie, Hottie Frost. Hottie Fine. Midnight says that the clans have to find a new home. Everything will be different. But you and Crowpaw, Feathertail says she's not going to talk about her and Crowpaw. Oh. Oh. <laughs> her anger dies. She just shut him down. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Is this a, like, first fight? Oh, this is awful. Over Crowpaw? Guys, this is not worth it. Well, she tells her brother that she's sorry, but it doesn't have anything to do with him. Stormfur is going to retort but realizes that she's right. And he just tells her that he worries about her. God, Stormfur is just such a good dude. He's like, oh yeah, you are right. This is all your business. Yeah. Like I said, he respects people's boundaries when even there's situations where he has every right to be like, I, well, I don't think he should stop her from being his friend. Please, please. Maybe this is like, please stop. Girl, see some sense. Stop. Don't date him. Like, I'm, I'm saying this as your brother, but I'm also saying this as, like, objectively right now, he's not that good of a dude. Give him a couple years, maybe. Like, maybe when he's, like, a warrior, like, there'll be something there. But, like, I know he's, like, basically a, a young adult right now. He's, like, only a little bit younger than us. But, like, wait for him to mature, like, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, like, he obviously has some emotional growing to do. Like, he's in his first year of college, and you don't- no one actually wants to date a dude who's in his first year of college, because they've- God, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, like, let's- be his friend, but, like, keep that barrier up, because it's- it's not- no. Mm-mm. Feathertail tells him that there's no need to worry. And Stormford doesn't agree, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> She's his sister, and he'll do anything to make her happy. And he wishes Crowpaw would, like, could make her happy, if that's what Feathertail wants. But he can't imagine clan rivalries will vanish enough to let them be together. Probably not. When they set out again, it's darker. Rain is on the way. Stormford keeps an eye on the sky for the eagle as they skirt along the ledges of the mountain. Rain starts to fall at twilight. Their fur is soaked, and there's no shelter in sight. Squirrelpaw says they need to stop soon. Her paws are falling off. Brambleclaw tells her irritably that there's no shelter here. They need to get out of the rain. Stormfur objects and says Squirrelpaw is right. They can't go on in the dark. They'll risk falling. Brambleclaw fixes Stormfur with a furious glare. And Feathertail lets out a distressed mew as it looks like they're about to fight. But Brambleclaw's fur lies flat. He says Stormfur is right. They'll shelter under a rock. It's better than nothing. I guess. They huddle together to try and keep warm and dry. And in the morning, the fog is a thick white mist all around them. Stormfur asks if they should keep going. They don't want to fall off a cliff because they can't see in front of them. Crowpaw says they manage when the mist is on the moors. 
but adds that they know their own territory by scent as well as sight. Okay. So. Okay. All right. You saved that, bro. I was about to go in on you. Right? I was about to, it was, I was about to be no mercy, but you saved that barely. All right. Uh, Squirrelpaw asks about Fresh Kill. She's starving. Brambleclaw says he can see for a few fox lengths. They should be safe if they follow the cleft. He looks to Stormfur, seeking his approval, as if remembering and feeling guilty about their previous argument. Stormfur says, okay, lead the way. Tawnypelt seems to be limping worse today. The burdock root had cured the infection, but the muscles may have been damaged. So Tawny Pelt's still not having the Ugh. best time climbing a literal mountain. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The sun rose and the clouds around them paled. Walls of rock closed in on them as they moved on. Feathertail says she hoped this isn't a dead end. They can't go back to that ledge. She barely finished when the clouds cleared more. And they're staring at a sheer rock face. Whoops. Okay, where's the mountain goats we're going to ride up this mountain? There is no way to climb up. Stormfur's pelt is soaked from the mist, and his belly is hollow with hunger. Now what? Tawny Pelt asks, and she sounds as defeated as Stormfur felt. <laughs> the six of them stare up. Stormfur tries to swallow his despair, his doubt. He wonders what the point is, struggles to remember his faith in Midnight's wisdom. If Stormfur doubted her, how would he pass on her message? RiverClan barely trusted him in Feathertail as it was. Stormfur hears a roaring sound, like the river back home. Brambleclaw calls, over here, and he leads them to a split in the rock climbing upward, just wide enough for a single cat. Uh-oh. The path comes out to an open ledge. Mm. A stream poured over the ridge, vanishing behind a jutting boulder. Okay. We can drink, Squirrelpaw says. Okay, I thought we were going to like try to traverse oh. that. I was like, guys, this trap like a little dangerous. Well, Brambleclaw tells her not to slip or she'll be crow food. Yeah. And Squirrelpaw gives him a glare and creeps to the edge to drink. Squirrelpaw's like, I'm not going to eat her. The, uh, like, please don't say that. The others follow her, and the water gives Stormfur more courage. Maybe they didn't have long to go over the mountains. Stormfur looks downstream. The rocks fell away, and he cautiously peers over the edge. The stream fell away into a pounding waterfall into a pool below. The others gathered around them. Awesome, Swirlpaw <laughs> says, and adds that she bets there's prey down there. There looks to be a valley... So Squirrelpaw's probably right. Brambleclaw points out that they need to go up. If they go down, they may never get back up again. Big deal, Squirrelpaw says softly, if it means we get something to eat. Brambleclaw leads them again, all of them exhausted and soaked. The stream is beside them, and Stormfur keeps an eye on it. The rain made the rocks look slippery and he hoped the stream wouldn't overflow and sweep them off their feet. Stormfur stays at the rear, keeping a close eye on his friends, painfully aware that if any of them slipped, 
they'd be washed into the waterfall. Almost as soon as he had this thought, he sees Feathertail's paws slip from under her. Bwomp, bwomp. She slid into the stream, <laughs> oh, holding onto a rock with a single paw. But before Stormfur can reach her, Crowpaw is hauling her up. She thanks him with a gasp. And Stormfur sees with annoyance that her eyes glow with gratitude. And something else. Uh-huh. Crowpaw tells her to be more careful. He saved her this once. Don't make him save her again. I won't, Feathertail promises, pressing her nose to his muzzle. Feathertail assures them that she's fine as she shook off the water from her fur. A loud rumble from above interrupts her, and Stormfur looks up in horror at the wall of mud, branches, and water hurtling towards them. His worst fears had come true. The stream was flooding. Squirrelpaw lets out a yowl, and Brambleclaw sprang back towards her. But before anyone could do anything, the water is upon them. Stormfur is trying to get a grip as the water sends him tumbling. And then there's nothing beneath him. He's plunging over the waterfall. There's a moment of silence, broken by rushing water. Then the roaring again as he plummeted down into the pool. He catches a glimpse of Crowpaw floundering before the surge closed over his head. Then more water crashes down on Stormfur, white churning around him. He sends a desperate prayer to Star Clan, and he apologizes. He knows it wasn't his mission, but he had tried so hard. Please look after our clans. <laughs> and then his senses faded. <laughs> Rip. R.I.P. Want to hit us with a cat fact? Sure. After the agonizing death. Sure. Good evening. Oh, it's not evening. It's the middle of the day. I mean, it's it's a regular day. I got confused. It's not 11.30 p.m. in the evening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. You thought you'd see The Last of Us last week, but you didn't. I don't know why you'd assume that. I'm not going to stop doing this silly voice. Well, before we get started, I just need to remind you all once again, I I think we agreed it was three classes I took in college of art three. history. It was definitely three. Most definitely, probably three. Um, if we're not counting the game design. But we're, I'm not course. an art history, like, expert. I did my best to research all of these. I will be describing the piece to the best of my ability, but if you would like, please click on the link to see the art piece that we are going to be looking at today, which is A Gothic Cat by Lewis Wayne. So, to describe this piece, uh, it is on a blue background, a like royal blue background with mottled green splotches, um, and under... Uh, on top of the blue background is intricate white line art that is just swirling and swooping kind of upwards and kind of, in a kind of just um, an intensely um, 
almost flowery uh, pattern in a gothic. Kind of like lace. Kind of like lace, yeah. And there are... That's a lace kitty. And there are red... Yes, it's, and it's creating the shape of a cat. Um, and there are little red details, uh, dots within the line art. And the nose is like a dark burgundy. And the eyes are golden yellow with black spots. The most realistic part is the eyes. Um, everything else is kind of like a fanciful mm -hmm. white... Um, lace cat um and this is a work by yeah. lewis Wayne. like a lace cloud tail yes uh so this is a work by lewis wayne who is a fairly famous cat artist um from the uh 1800s 1900s um so lewis wayne uh was born in 1860 in london um he was the only male child out of six um and he was born actually with a cleft palate, um, and so he actually didn't go to school at the age of 10 due to this. Uh, like, the doctors are like, don't send him to this class because he has a cleft, a cleft palate, but like, or cleft lip, I should say, which from everything I know about cleft lips, they don't really impede your ability to, like, learn. <laughs> so I don't know why, but they're like, don't send him to school. Uh, but he eventually went to school, um, and but he ended up not, he spent most of his time being truant from classes, so... You know, maybe if he'd, oh. maybe if he'd actually, like, gone when he was little, he might have enjoyed it. Um, but eventually, he did graduate, and he ended up going to this uh, West London School of Art and actually became a, sh a teacher for a short period. Um, however, oh. his life changed when his father died because he had to become um, the breadwinner for uh, his house. Um, he lived with his mother for the majority of his life, and uh, none of his sisters ever married. Um, so he he had he was responsible for caring for him because at this time women weren't weren't uh couldn't couldn't really have careers and um and their really only option was getting married and since none of them were married he had to care for them um and weirdly instead of being a teacher this is kind of like opposite day he became a freelance artist and made more money that way uh oh heck yeah living that dream and he actually when he first started drawing um in illustrated he was not known for his cat art but more for for his animal um and country scenes um he actually wanted to be uh well furries pay really good so <laughs> well he actually wanted to be a he wanted to be a dog portrait artist specifically that's what he oh. wanted to be um so Lewis Wayne is famously known for his anthropomorphic cats. He basically made cats um, that would stand up on two legs, sometimes wear clothes, and basically behave Aww. and have human-like behavior. Um, when that's what he became famous for. And unfortunately, how he got started for that is um, kind of a sad story. Because at the age of 23, he actually got married to his sister's governess, so a woman he had known for a while, uh, Emily Richardson mm -hmm. um, and she was actually 10 years older than him and apparently that was a big deal she was he, she was robbing oh. the cradle but not really she was only 10 years older than him and they were what a cougar yeah, she, he was 23 she was 33 not really a huge like whatever not, uh, not too big a deal but unfortunately um, she not very long after their marriage she started to suffer from breast cancer and at the time Aww. there was this there was no uh help for that um and she started yeah. to deteriorate and in order to keep her spirits up she, uh lewis would draw pictures of their pet cat um 
they, oh, that's so sweet. Their pet cat, pet cat, his name was Peter, and he uh, he was described as a, a black and white kitten, and they had rescued him when they heard him meowing in the rain one morning, or one evening, mm-hmm. and so to keep uh, her, Emily's spirits up, he would draw pictures of Peter. Um, uh, and these ended up being so significant later on to his career. Uh, he even wrote, um, to him properly begins the foundation of my career, the development of my initial efforts and the establishment of my work. Um, you can actually see Peter in some of his early artwork. Um, I feel the same way about my childhood dog, Hera. (laughs) Eventually Emily did pass. Um, but, uh, Wayne... He continued to create illustrations of uh, cats, uh, some of which that gave him a lot of recognition. One was like the kitten's Christmas party, uh, a illustration with 150 cats, um, like them Ooh. like holding, uh, like having a party, playing games, making speeches. Like they were, they were so funny. Wow. And Victorian England ate it up. They thought it was hilarious. And over the next 30 years, uh. that is what he did. Um, and his art was heavily, uh, like, recognized and beloved. And he became um, involved in animal charities to try and help improve. Because, oh, that's so um, good. Like, how cats were seen in Victorian England. Because at the time, they were kind of seen as pests. Um, but this was, his, his oh. art is actually known to have helped improve people's opinions of cats. Um, and I just love that. I just want a little rebranding. And he actually became the president um, of uh, one of, I think, the Victor- of the National Cat Society. But I do want to point out oh. one of the animal charities he was part of, um, which I just think is... He was part of one like called the Society for the Protection of Cats, but then another one was called the Governing Council of Our Dumb Friends League, <laughs> which is like <laughs> they're like these are our friends, our stupid, stupid pets. Which I think if and we love if you them. own an animal, you you know they're just dumb as a rock. You gotta love them. Um, I love these dumb, dumb kids. Dummy, dumb, dumbs. Um, unfortunately, Louis Wayne's life did not continue to be a positive one. Um, he unfortunately was often, he didn't have really good business sense, so he was often cheated out of, uh, proper payment for his work. Uh. Oh, that's awful. He never asked for royalties. He only would just sell his work outright, so his art wouldn't continue to give him money. He, he just, you know, and... And this is kind of where uh, the kind of more debated part of him comes up. Because eventually later in life, um, he started to become more erratic and a little bit more have like violent outbursts. I didn't see any histories of him actually harming anyone, but his sisters and his his mother like didn't feel safe with him around the house anymore. So he actually was institutionalized um, later in life. And that is where his more psychedelic work uh starts to show up like the piece i uh showed um he was so here's the thing it is heavily debated what he had and i don't think um any doctor 
can reasonably diagnose a person who is no longer alive and they can't actively talk to and um, speak with. It was believed at first that he was suffering from schizophrenia and that his, and that's what his images are often like uh, included like in uh, some psychological test text. However, more recently psychologists have been like, no, his work is too like uh, schizophrenic folks tend to have like their creative um, works deteriorate and you can see a skill throughout his life um and some people think Mm -hmm. maybe it was more of an exploration um some have uh theorized that possibly he had um uh, was like on the autism scale uh spectrum and perhaps he was like showing how he interpreted the world and like interpreted um different things uh like the overwhelming amount of like uh images and colors that you know sometimes can happen um in both autism and ADHD, you can get, uh, like, well, actually, anyone can get, like, sort of overwhelmed with details and sounds. It's just, it's known yeah. to affect uh, autistic folk more, um, or people with autism more. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's often said, like, oh, his work deteriorated and became more psychedelic when his, as his, uh, his mental issues progressed. But not really, because he was drawing realistic cats as well even when he was doing his more psychedelic stuff he was also still drawing realistic cats so um it's and just because it's not like photorealistic doesn't mean it's not you know skilled work yeah and a lot of people were saying it possibly is more an example of early outsider art like he was doing something that was Mm -hmm. outside the norm so people were like oh he's crazy so um i i personally you know, I'm not a doctor in any sense. Uh, the amount of skill you see in his work, I think it's probably just experimentation, probably. Um, yeah. And and I think a lot of his work, a lot, a lot of his work he made later when he was institutionalized um, is more extreme, but can you blame him? Uh, though, even though it was a sad ending, it wasn't all bad because when he was institutionalized, uh, none of his fans um, or people who loved his work knew but when they found out, uh, there was like a big uproar. They were not happy um, that he was institutionalized. Um, so they actually rallied uh, because they found out that he was in the pauper ward of a uh, Springfield mental hospital. Um, so when his fans and everyone found out, uh, he was only there for a year. Um, and then it was publicized what happened. And so uh, figures such as H.G. Wells, who was a fan of his work, and uh, mm-hmm. personal help from the from the prime minister at the time, Stanley Baldwin, helped oh. him be transferred um, first to the Bethlehem Royal Hospital and then to the Knapsbury Hospital, both of which had much better reputations at the time for caring for patients. Mm-hmm. So they moved him from basically a not very good place to hopefully a place where he would be better cared for. And... When he, even though his mental health continued to deteriorate, um, he spent the last final 15 years of his life in relative um, comfort and in peace. Um, His mood swings apparently kind of subsided, um, but he did still uh, have, you know, some issues. And Knapsbury, specifically the last hospital he lived in, had a garden and a colony of cats. So... He oh, got to nice. spend his time with animals that he very much loved, um, and his prime. That's and good. he still he still continued to illustrate cats. Um, and I did forget to mention 
uh, where he got his inspiration of anthropomorphizing is he would carry around his sketchbook to like cafes and places and just like watch people going through their everyday life and just draw cats doing those things. So I really like that because, you know, you can observe a lot in people's everyday life. And I just think it's hilarious. And I have to say, if you are a warrior artist, you got to look this guy up. Uh, half of his work could just be Firestar. I, I'm going to send you a link to uh, this 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 piece I almost did. Because uh, I was like, that's just Firestar. Um, I will link it. It's on the Wikipedia article, which I also have linked. Um, oh, wait, that's just sending you to the wiki article. Oh, my God, that is just Firestar. Oh, yeah. So it's... His work is fantastic, and while it may not as be as significant to psychology as it was previously assumed, he is a significant artist, and I am thankful um, that in a time where often mentally ill people were not treated with kindness, that he was treated with some respect. Um, I, I know that a lot of that came from the privilege of him being a famous artist, but I'm glad that he just wasn't left alone to suffer in poverty. So... Mm -hmm. All right. Lewis Wayne. All right. Ready? Yes. <sighs> Gonna go gaga for Did you enjoy part. that? I need... I need yeah. assurance. Okay. Huh? I need I need assurance that I did a good job. Yes, you did a very good job. Okay. All right. Leafpaw bursts to the surface of the water and scrambles for solid ground. What? She shakes her pelt. We're with Leafpaw now. With our girl. How is she swimming? She shakes her pelt as she stands in the strong, flowing river. Mothwing is looking down at oh her. Oh my god. Eyes narrow with amusement. Oh my god. Oh my god. Swimming lessons. Swimming lessons from her girlfriend. Oh my god. No, I can't do this. You don't catch fish by jumping in, she teases. I can't do this. This is too cute. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy bride. Happy bride. I know. Oh, happy. <laughs> happy bride. We can do pride all year. Leafpaw knows. She says she just slipped. Mothwing purrs. She believes her. <coughs> and she tells Leafpaw to come out and try again. She'll teach her to fish if it's the last thing she does. I, I love them. I love them. They're so cute. Leafpaw says she isn't sure they should be doing this. No, you should. This is love. Mothwing says of course they should. Two legs are scaring away the rabbits and squirrels, but there are plenty of fish <laughs> for every cat. <laughs> you know what? Not only is she cute, she's smart. She's smart. Oh my god, I'm in love. I'm in love with them. I'm in love with Mothwing. Uh... Oh my god. This is like, okay, this is like night and day compared to like the relationship they're trying to set up with Crowpaw and um, uh, Feathertail. It's like, oh yeah, here's two that like each other because, um, I don't know. I don't know. He's there. there. It's, it's a couple. And now these two who actually had, um, my god, a disagreement. Like, they actually didn't perfectly get along, but you know what we managed to do? Have them have a conversation to understand each other and grow together. Ooh la la. Well, Leafpaw points out that she's on RiverClan territory to get it. What would Leopardstar say if she knew? Mothwing tells her they're both medicine cats. 
so clan boundaries don't matter for them like other cats. Leafpaw doesn't think that's how <laughs> that works. Can you blame her if no one taught her the correct stuff? She's just gonna keep going on her own. <sighs> Mothwing goes back to instructing her, and there's a pile of fish next to them, and Leafpaw looks at them longingly. Mothwing follows her gaze and asks if she wants some. She says she shouldn't. She hadn't eaten since last night. What? But also, she wouldn't help her clan if she starved. Are fasting? No, there's no food. Oh, right. The two legs are scaring all the food away. Mothwing says of course she can. Where's the harm? Leafpot doesn't need to be told again. It's delicious. Mothwing tells her to learn how to do it, and she can take a lot back for her clan. And Leafpaw vows as she's finished to find food for her clan to make up for it. She then settles next to Mothwing to wait for fish below. Hawkfrost! Mothwing hisses just as Leafpaw scented him. <coughs> and Mothwing jabs Leafpaw hard in the ribs, sending her tipping over the edge of the rock and back into the river. She just shoves her right in. That's just like, oh, just, oh, oh my lord. Get you a girl who'll shove you in Leafpaw. a river. Leafpaw thrashes in the water, wondering why Mothwing wanted to drown her. Did she not hear? But she breaks the surface and sees Hawkfrost on the bank. Oh. Mothwing had done the only thing she could to hide Leafpaw quickly. Leafpaw lets herself drift down river and pulls herself out of... Uh, um, on the Thunderclan side to hide. Hawkfrost is talking to his sister. Leafpaw needs to wait, wet and cold, until he leaves so that she can make a break for the border. Hawkfrost is telling Mothwing that he's keeping an eye out for WindClan. He knows they're fishing. He <laughs> says Thunderclan too. He can smell one right now. They can fish, dude. The river's not 100% on your territory. This part, most of the river is, though. Yeah. Not all of it, Well, yeah. whatever. You guys can take stinky sunny rocks if you want. Yeah, remember remember when Mothwing that was a big deal? Dillweed. <laughs> Mothwing points out that the border is literally right yeah. there. Yeah. It'd be weirder if he didn't send Thunderclan. Exactly. Hawkfrost grunts. He says there's something wrong in the forest. The missing cats. He doesn't know what it is, but he'll find out. Missing cats? Oh! <laughs> yeah. You know, those other losers who are, like, falling off a waterfall right now? Yeah. Dude, you must not be uh, chosen by Starkland, or else they'd be, like, letting you know what's up. <laughs> Avi. <laughs> lame. Just because you're hot doesn't mean you're part of this plot. Anyway, big brother bully who's super hot and sexy, but his sister is better. Man, that's like every, that's like Leaf every sibling. <laughs> Leafpaw had told Mothwing about the two-leg monsters, but it didn't sound like she'd pass the news to the rest of her clan. And Leafpaw hopes that she doesn't say anything now. Maybe, maybe, uh, she has, but just not knock for us. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, like, we should just... Hawkfrost doesn't need to know. Maybe not. He's just like a little, ex Maybe he's a little extreme. <laughs> he's a little intense. He's just like, it's like his eyes. His eyes really just makes everything he says sound like he's 
it's a lot. His icy, icy blue eyes. I'm really, I'm really, I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm sure Hawk Frost is fine. He's just an intense dude, fiercely loyal to his clan that he has to prove himself to because he's an outsider. I'm sorry, Hawk Frost. I'm giving you a lot of crap. I'm ready for you to be the hero. Mothwing just says that there's nothing wrong in River Clan, so why should they care? Hawk Frost snaps at her. This could be their chance to make River Clan great. If the other clans are weak, we could rule the whole forest. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Make River Clan great again. Never mind. Never mind. He's. <laughs> we'll just take back everything you just He's said. T- I was like, I'm being unfair. I don't even know this guy. He did like one weird thing. That doesn't mean he's evil. I was like, think about Leopard Star. Like, she isn't the worst, even though she did some questionable stuff. And then he's like, actually, I'm a tyrant in the making. And I'm like, oh, let me just paint on my clown makeup because you made me, you've made me a fool. Hawk Frost, you have such a cool name. You're going to be evil. Still ruining pride in July. (sighs) He's going to be evil. Darn it. Darn it. What? Who said that? What? Mothwing sounds disgusted. Oh, I thought. Who does he think he is? Tiger Star? Wait, how do they know who Tiger Star is? There are worse cats to imitate, Hawk Frost says. Ew. Ew. Pure icy fear who's, laces through leaf. Who's bog. worse? Like, and she real? Uh, uh, the who was that one la- lackey who died for ta- for Tiger Star? Uh, Dark like Dark Stripes worse. Like that's it. But like, how do they even know who Tiger Star is? Like, I suppose it's like local history. You gotta be like, yeah, remember this guy tried to murder us all. Oh, no, I just tried to murder ThunderClan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like, that's everybody. Everybody tries to murder ThunderClan. Even Thunderclan tries to murder Thunderclan. Also, now we're all, we're all northern Minnesotans. Well, she realized that Mothwing was talking about about her own brother the other day when she brought up her fears of an ambitious cat. Oh. Wow. This whole episode is just me being dumb. We have to take back Brenna uh, predicts the future. <laughs> Man, I gave... I- well, you did, and then you backpedaled. Well... I, I was thinking maybe he's not the worst because I was like, I've been really harsh on Crowpaw, but ends up Crowpaw is just a literal um, uh, 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 red herring. Crowpaw is not the worst. It's Hawkfrost. Uh, and Hawkfrost's hot. So I thought uh, Tiger Star is hot too. You can't be hot and have like piercing eyes. You're going to be evil. Mothwing snaps. Has he forgotten what happened to Tiger Star? He failed, and now he's just a name to frighten kits. Hawk Frost says he'll learn from his mistakes. Their mother told them enough about him after all. Hang on! Tiger Star broke the- Hold up! Their mother, Sasha? Sasha. Oh my god. Tiger Star pulled a Jake? It better have not been when he was with Golden Flower. Wait a second. Let's keep going. How would... Tiger... How would Sasha know anything? 
How would Sasha know anything? She lived in the clans. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's Bramble Star's. Oh my god, Bramble Star has more siblings. If I'm wrong, I will eat my foot. Okay. Tiger Star broke the warrior code. He deserved to fail. But Hawkfrost will know better. And Leafpaw's wondering why Sasha, a rogue, would tell her kids about Tiger That's Star. That's what I'm saying. Leaf Leafpaw didn't notice the wind change. Hawkfrost suddenly says he can smell ThunderClan. Fresh. If it's a warrior on their territory, he'll shred them. Mothwing gets up and says he's right. This way. <laughs> Hawkfrost says it's downstream, mouse brain. Just... Oh my god. <laughs> As Hawkfrost follows his sister, she darts for the ThunderClan border. Safe in ThunderClan territory, she watches Hawkfrost sniff at the reeds she was just in. He reminds her of someone. She just can't remember who, and it's bothering her quite a bit. Brambleclaw! When the two cats cross back over the river, Leafpaw heads back to camp. He reminds you of Tigerstar! The guilt of a full belly is forgotten after what she heard. Leafpaw should get back, but she needs to stop and think about how they know so much about Tigerstar. Girl! Girl! Just add two plus two! If I can do it! If I'm the idiot who five minutes ago was saying, oh, Hawkfrost probably isn't that bad of a guy, to someone who'd be like, oh my god, Hawkfrost is Tiger Star's secret so When? When did this happen? Was he- Sasha had been a rogue- Sasha had been a rogue when she had come to RiverClan and settled there briefly before leaving her kits. She could have visited ShadowClan when Tiger Star was leader. It was possible. What a- Tiger Star was leader for Shadow Clan for a while. Wait, okay. <laughs> well, he was a rogue, and then he was leader of Shadow You're gonna Clan. tell me Mr. Purify the Clans was out there making- Oh, he was a hypocrite the whole entire way. No, I know, but like, alright, Sasha and Goldenflower, new OTP, let the scorn women <sighs> and the hotter women, obviously. Leafpaw froze. And she realizes what cat Hawkfrost resembles so strongly. Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw. <laughs> and everyone knows who Brambleclaw's father is. Could Tigerstar and Hawk Could Tigerstar be Hawkfrost and Mothwing's father too? That would make Brambleclaw and Hawkfrost half brothers. Wow, I'm really glad I cut out the joke where I talked about them making out. There is, there is the part where you're, no, there is a part where you're like, he thinks he's hot. And I was like, no, <laughs> I shut that down so fast. I was like, you do not get to linger on that. Oh, I cut that part out. No, you didn't. I didn't. No. Well. No. Well, you, you said Brambleclaw thinks he's cute or something. I was like, nope. Wow. Yep. I was like, I shut it down so fast. Thanks. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Oh my No, I got you. God, Tiger Star, you absolute dog. Her thoughts are interrupted by the beating of wings. <clears throat> Mouse dung, Graystripe says as he comes out of the bushes. He says he doesn't know what's wrong with him. 
but then amends that he does know. He's just so worried about Feathertail and Stormfur. Wait, the wings? Beating of wings? Oh, the a, a bird got away from him. Okay. Yeah, Graystripe failed. Well, he's, he wishes he's he knew where that. they had gone. Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw, too. And Leafpaw feels a stab of guilt that she can't ease his fears by sharing the prophecy. She had made a promise. Yeah, but Leafpaw like, they asks, could all, like, how long are you going to keep that up? Like, what if they all died? Wah, wah. They're currently drowning. <laughs> they are all currently drowning. For, like, the second time. Leafpaw asked Graystripe if he ever met Sasha, Mothwing and Hawkfrost's mother. Graystripe said once at a gathering, she seemed nice enough, but looked uncomfortable around so many other cats. He's not surprised that she dipped once her kids were old enough. Leafpaw asks if anyone knows who the father was. Graystripe says no, he just assumed it was another rogue. Rogues? Firestar is here. (laughs) (laughs) He asks if they've seen rogues. This is the last thing they need right now. Firestar! Graystripe says no, not at all. Leafpaw was just asking about Sasha. Firestar looks puzzled and asks why she wants to know. Leafpaw says she saw Hawk Frost patrolling the border. And that's not exactly a lie. Yeah. But she's not going to mention her suspicions that Tigerstar is the father. And we know Firestar's not going to put it together. You know how long it took him with the blue star uh, misty foot stone fur thing, even though they're like identical? I'm amazed that Leafpaw managed to do it so fast. She's a bit smarter than her father. She she's is. got some of her mother in her. She is, I, you know, she actually, considering, considering the fact I figured it out, like, five seconds before her, I'm gonna say she figured it out really fast, because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, there, that, that whole interaction really revealed it. I don't think there were any hints besides, like, the vague, who does he look like? She was like, yeah, he looks like someone. And, yeah. But it, she didn't, not, I, not until that scene, really. I, I haven't read the book, so maybe he was like, maybe she was like, hmm, he looks creepy and evil. <laughs> But I no, don't think she did that. He no, just, they all just were like, wow, he's like a hot guy. <laughs> she's not, yeah, she's not going to mention her suspicions. Firestar says they don't know. Probably another rogue. He goes and touches noses with Graystripe. They both had missing children among the six cats that were missing. <laughs> Graystripe says they must be cold with no clan to shelter them at night. Yeah, they're cold because they're but drowning. F- <laughs> Firestar says they have one another. And he presses himself to Graystripe's side. Wow. turns to Leafpaw. Boys! Your kid's right there! Firestar turns to Leafpaw and asks if she knows where Squirrelpaw is now. And she can't deny her father the chance to know if his daughter is alive. So she concentrates on her sister. She feels a surge of cold and wet. Cold wind on her her fur. (laughs) Oh god. But there's no sign of Squirrelpaw. Just water, wind, and... And endless rock. Wow, that's the worst. He's like, man, they're gonna be, they're like probably cold and scared. He's like, I'll check. They're probably not. Oh, uh, well. They're dead on the rocks. Yeah, they're, they're, they are cold. Leafpaw blinks. Her fur is dry and the forest is still. So she had made contact. She's alive, Leafpaw murmurs. But wherever she is, it must be raining. Yes, something like that. 
I guess a waterfall is just kind of a short rain. <laughs> a yeah, short, it's, very it's, concentrated it's, rain. Yeah, it's like a consistent current rain that... Yeah, it's like a... Oh, God. Blomp, blomp. Yeah, rough. So, uh, yeah, Hawk Frost and Mothwing. Uh, Leafpaw thinks they're Tiger Stars kids. What does that mean? Are you... Are you... Is evil... Like, does it run in the vein... What the heck? So you're gonna tell well, me? We were we were trying to disprove that with Brambleclaw for a while. Wow, but we got to this series and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna let's just flip the script. Let's just actually l- lean into it full throttle this time. And also, like, you're gonna tell me? Uh, in a night, I'm a, I can only do this a night of desperation. Sasha was like, all right, fine, this dude. Uh, I don't know. He's the um, worst guy well, ever. Nope. Don't tell me. Tiger. Just... Tiger Star is said to be very, very handsome. Yeah, I know he's handsome, but like he has the personality of a wet wipe. So, well, Sasha. Maybe that's Sasha all she wanted. Has a, Sasha has a three-part uh, graphic novel series dedicated to her in this time. Okay. Where she meets Tiger Star and has her children. And he turns the pants off her because, uh... Of course. Wow. Okay, so, and then, like, she realized, oh, this guy's, like, a trash bag monster. She's just like, I'm outie. Goes to River Clan to have her kids away from yep. that guy. Um, and when they're born, she's like, guys, uh, I gotta tell you something. So there's this dude, for some reason, for no, for no reason at all, I'm gonna tell you a lot of details about this man. Um, and how terrible he is. And Mothwing was like, mm, wow, that sounds like a terrible guy. And then Hawkfrost I'm going to be a medicine like, cat and really uh, help, help people. people. And then Hawkfrost was like, hmm, that sounds like the dictator I want to be. Uh, uh, actually, I would like to do that, but I'd like to do it better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ally myself with wild dogs. Like, how are you going to do, how are you going to do Tiger Star better. Tiger Star dedicated himself to years of subservience to try and get a position he was never going to get. So Hawkfrost, you're never, you're, you are an outsider. Firestar's proof that you can, but. Yeah. And Hawkfrost does say he doesn't want to break the warrior code. So. (sighs) Yeah, but like, we've had a very, like, wibbly wobbly relationship with what parts of the code we respect so, yeah. Hawk Fro- so i feel we'll like see what a uh, hawk frost does pretty sure hawk frost is gonna do some murder maybe not child murder maybe he won't make yeah that would be better if he didn't do child murder. maybe he won't do giant piles of gore that would be cool you know what that would if, be cool if he's a if he if he ends up being an evil dude who doesn't do child murder and like random horrific uh, like murder piles. I'm down. That's I'm a down. step up. I'm down That's for it. A step actually, up. I'm down for Hawk Frost's yeah. like cleaner, more sophisticated evil. And maybe he's yeah, gonna, yeah. Maybe he's not even gonna be really evil. Maybe he'll just be misguided. You know? Yeah. Maybe he's like a white collar crime dude. Yeah. Maybe there's still opportunity for us to deprogram him. <laughs> um, <laughs> like maybe there's hope for Hawk Frost. I don't think so. I don't think the plot's gonna give him an inch. Um, but man, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if the ch- Wow, this is gonna- 
as soon as Bramble star or Bramble, as soon as Bramble Claw finds out, this is gonna put him in a tailspin. He's gonna be like, I'm. He's like, wow, wow, my dad, my dad's evilness is is in my veins. Cause look at this guy. I'm not even. I'm Let's not look even, at that guy. He's like, is it is it because I'm not as hot as my dad? Is it because he's sexier? He got more evil. And Squirrel Flight's like, yeah. No, she's not. She's not. No, no she would be. No. She's joking, but she's like, yeah. She's like, you're not. Let me just say, me. I wish that's what Brambleclaw reacted like. Oh, God. All right. Well. Oh, God. What? Okay. Well. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. I can't say this has been, like, the funnest episode. I've had fun, but, like, I've also been like, what? What? was the original plot here what this really threw me i didn't of all the people that could have been hawk frost and uh mothwing's secret dad tiger star was not was not up there on your list no, no i thought i thought senior who jake, would have been on your list dead jake oh, jake's not even jake. alive jake. I don't know. It would make more sense if Barley or Raven uh, Paw were the dads. <laughs> like, they're like, well, we need a surrogate. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why'd um, you take him to River Clan? I don't know. Okay, but like, uh, she got lost. So she got lost. She's like, is this Thunder Clan? They're like, no. She's like, well, I'm giving birth, so. I'm looking for a farm. Yeah. River Clan's like, we could be that farm. Leopard Star's like, you're cute. Come on. <laughs> or maybe it was uh uh Raven or they were like you know what uh go go be go to Thunder Clan go to Thunder Clan and she just got confused which side of the river she was supposed to be on um <laughs> anyway thank you guys so much for listening we very much appreciate thank you. it if you want to keep in contact with us you can do so by following us on Twitter or Instagram we are WCWIC wait we are WCWIT nope. Yeah, I was right that time. We're W C W I T. Oh yeah. We're W C W I T cast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there. Uh, just don't send us spoilers, please. No spoiler zone. Um, and if I'll you want, find you. I'll find you. I'll get you. If you want to contact us in a different way, you can always email us or W C W I T cast at gmail.com. Please note that we are two employed young women. So yeah. We are, we do our best. I'm also still unpacking. We do our best to keep up, but we're not perfect. Anyway. Womp womp. If you want to help out the podcast, a great way to do that is to rate and review and share it with a friend. Be like, hey, the twist is in this episode. <laughs> this is a twist. Yeah. It's not like proven, but like it's pretty outright because um, the, uh, the warrior cat writers are not known for their subtlety. So I don't think there's going to be an extra secret twist where it's like, it actually is Jake. Ah. Yeah, he's dead. So it was gray stripe. Gray stripes the dad. Of course. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.